Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro. I'm your scaredy cat host, Antoinette, and I love a good ghost story. In this episode, we are talking to Wincy. Wincy is a director, author, host of the podcast Telebaba Tapes, and all-around horror fan. Welcome to the show, Wincy. Hi, Antoinette. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you could join me. I've, I've wanted to get you on the show for like the longest yes. time. I mean, I remember watching San Lazaro in the basement of Fully Booked. That was oh, a great that was like experience. 10 years ago. Thank I you. know, right? At the yeah. time, the, I, I only knew you because of Liquid Boast. Right. Yeah. So 10 years ago, I was pretty much into horror. And until <laughs> now. Well, well, like, uh, ten years ago, I did uh, a movie, horror movie, Halloween horror movie. Tapos ngayon naman, uh, like a book. <laughs> was it Halloween? Almost. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, around August, pala. Pero was intended for the the release of San Lazaro was mm. around October nga for mga ano mga for school school tours. Uh, right. Festival tours around October. Nga. Well, it was a. Uh, fun little movie and I'm glad I was able to watch it. Thank I don't you, even thank know, you. I don't even know how I was able to get in. Probably Probably PV. through Jazz. Jazz or PV. Oh, because Jazz, I think, scored. Help you score, no? Yeah, and PV also did the sound design. <laughs> awesome. When we were all office mates in uh, Liquid Post. Yeah, I do remember like coming over a couple of times and you just like come out of the room that was kind of on top, get yes. like some food and then crawl back in. Because I love that. You, I miss you. that office. I really <laughs> I think miss that a office. lot of us do. My long in general, we miss. Yes, yes, yes. And it's enough. If your podcast is horror themed, maraming ano dyan. Oh my gosh. Ghost stories. <laughs> and during my time there with Jazz and PV, yeah. we, had some, we had some projects we where we had to stay all night yeah. and go home in, at around 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's pretty, you know, pretty creepy place, but I loved it. It's pretty creepy. Every time I would come visit, parang never ako nagpapaiwan. Like, PV would sometimes, so in the booth, right, he'd leave me yeah. to like get whatever or talk to someone. Parang I'll, I'll try and stick it out. Pero you know how like the booth and the glass and then the vocal booth and then it's pitch yes. black on the other side. You're, yes. <laughs> I'd never last more than five minutes and just be like, ah, never mind. I'm gonna go out. <laughs> yes. Actually, that whole strip of Mailong <laughs> in, in Amorsolo Street. I don't Especially know, the parking lot in Makati Cinema Square. Oh my, oh my God. Like, I just, uh, actually, in Makati Cinema Square in the parking lot, I'm not so much scared that someone's gonna murder me there. <laughs> like I'm scared of seeing things that shouldn't be there. Yes. That's why if Jazz, Mikey, or me, mm. uh, we have to like finish uh, a score or a project yeah. there. Oh. We just sleep there. Right. Instead of like going to Makati, the Makati Cinema Square parking lot at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. Ah, uh, pass. Tapos you go down yeah. into the parking and yes, the lights exactly. flickering. And the, <laughs> Hard and pass. Minsan, but the, the, the mall is closed. The Ayun, malls is, Yeah. It's, that, that's what scares me a lot. Yung mga malls na sarado sa gabi. Yeah. Diba? When you're a kid, you think that it must be like a dream to get stuck in a mall or a grocery store at night. But yes. no. When you're and in the adult, mannequins, you're <laughs> No. The mannequins. I, ca- I cannot. Ana. Mannequins at night in a 
in a mall that's closed. Oh my God. Hard pass. Hard, Hard pass din ako. Like, ako sometimes also at night or when they're closing up, they put a sheet over the mannequin. <laughs> just like, oh my let's, God, let's yeah. just make everything worse, no? Yeah. Para matutulog na lang kami dun sa, ano, sa sahig, di ba? Tapos, <laughs> gising na lang na 7, di ba? Or 8. At least may Tapos araw uwi. na. Oh, at least may araw na. <laughs> Hindi pa kami inaantok mag-drive, di ba? Get. But, getting right into the topic at hand. So, what started your interest in stuff like this? You said you've been like, uh, you, you've made a horror movie. You've written a horror book. Um, you know, you've like, you're an all-around horror fan. So what got you into all this horror stuff? Hmm, interesting. Um, actually, I think I made two horror movies. San, oh. After San Lazaro, I made GMA, GMA films Overtime. It's oh. sort of a bit of a horror then, pero more realistic na. Mm-hmm. More like uh, abduction and mm. uh, like crime. True horror, true crime, yeah. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. And suspense, it's a suspense thriller. Horror adjacent. So yeah, parang you know, and I was supposed to shoot a movie this year, pero mm-hmm. it, it was a it's a love story. So parang mm. woo, parang a genre jump. Pero to answer your question, nga, um, mm-hmm. it's actually because of the year of the year I was born. I was born in 1982. What happened in 1982? That whole year, I experienced the 80s, uh-huh. 1982 to 1989. Let's say, yeah. Through the lens of all these uh, supernatural happenings in the Philippines. Okay. For me, my childhood was steeped in so many supernatural shit going on in the Philippines back then. Really? So, I I, I mean, I was born in 89. So, I'm not really like… Yeah. Please tell me. What, what do you mean by this? Uh, if you go to the… Uh, if you watched uh, TV, that was the medium back then. That was the mm. internet back then. Or that was social media back then. After work, you watch TV. Or after school, you watch TV. Mm-hmm. Or the radio. Almost, most of the content had something horror about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yung mga, ano, mga ini-interview nila sa mga talk shows noon or mm-hmm. sa mga news were psychics. Okay. Were uh, miracle, uh, yung mga ano, miracle workers, faith healers. Mm-hmm. Tapos, it was really big time for horror. There was, was always a horror. Was this the era of Madame Aurin? No, that's the 90s. Ito mga Judiel. <laughs> Tapos there was that uh, Julie Vega mm-hmm. died in uh, while shooting. What? This egg. Yeah. Oh no. She played the Linda Blair type ano, role for uh-huh. this uh, movie. Lovingly Yours, Helen, the movie. Uh-huh. And she died in the sh- on the shoot. Oh God. Because yeah. of a demonic possession though. What? 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 Yeah. I Check am it not out. familiar Julie with this Vega. news bit. Julie Vega. Yeah, I'm sure there's a podcast there somewhere. About, a <laughs> podcast episode about Julie Vega. Pero, or a YouTube video essay about it. Okay. Yeah. The curious I think that was 90 Julie or, Vega. Yep. Still, I'm sure our listeners would ooh, want to fun. go into that rabbit hole. Ooh, required reading. I think I shall go into this rabbit hole after we wrap up. This is going to be fun bedtime reading. And you had Inday Badidai. Oh, I remember her. Yeah, she had a show Eye to Eye. She interviewed mystics. She interviewed uh, lots of supernatural stuff, uh, supernatural specialists. Mm-hmm. So. so it's like, uh, 
growing up and like in your very sort of early formative years, um, you were this was just sort of all around you almost. Yes, and not just that. Yung parang I grew up in the Atenea grade school, and mm-hmm. it was really a haunted, uh, haunted school. So I loved it. Did you ever used to go around the back to the seminary? Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm sort of like an expert on like all the supernatural stuff in Ateneo, uh, in the Ateneo campus. So I was like that nerd <laughs> in 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 my in all of my classes from grade school to high school. I was sort of like the the expert, quote unquote, on like ghost stories in Ateneo. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I was a nerd about all these uh, ghost stories in the campus. So fun. No, I mean I asked if you'd been. To the back to the seminary in the back because I sort of grew up there also. Like I used to go there a lot as the a Jesuit residence, you mean? Yeah. My dad is an ex-seminarian, so we would go there a lot oh, as kids. Yes. And so they would do their thing and like me and my sisters would just kind of like play around in the grounds. Cause it's like after the seminary, it's a sort of you see Marikina. Yes, there's a ravine down going down the Right. So we used to play around there a lot. Um, you know, like, and then we. It's a scary like, place. It is a scary place, and then it gets like where it's it's eerie enough when there's sunlight, but like yes. as soon as the sun goes down, it's like it just gets infinitely more. So, I've been there at night. I actually jogged there at night one time. Brave man. <laughs> what freaked me out were the sounds of the insects. Hmm. Parang you're magugulat ka na you're in Quezon City. It's a city. Tapos mm, parang probinsya. You're there in this. Oh, biglang yung yung uh, the frogs. The right. main cause of the frogs. The I don't know what do you call those. Uh, the the insects. Mm, like crickets and stuff crickets, like that. Crickets, yeah. Mm-mm, parang whoa, where am I? <laughs> it's like a different this, world, know, honestly. Yeah. And the buildings, yeah, parang. Super old. Yeah, 1950s. 1950s buildings. Even the tiles. You look at the tiles. You look at the the cement. Whoa, this this has gone through so much. Right, right, right. I mean, that said, I think this is the perfect segue into my next question. Yeah, go ahead. Which is, do you believe in ghosts? Interesting question, actually. Okay. Because after writing, it's my first book. uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Tales for a Rainy Season. Uh, I got into the math of writing a horror story. So parang, the what's math. weird na par the math of it. Like, how, 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 how do you scare someone with a, uh, using a sentence or a paragraph? Diba? Or how, how do you sequence your words to make mm-hmm. it scary? Parang naisip ko na parang, hmm, there's a science behind creeping mm-hmm. people out. Mm-hmm. So ako parang, after that, parang, if you're a horror writer of or you're a horror filmmaker. Parang you sort of realize na hmm, there's a science to scaring people. And so is it like as if you know how the sausage is made? Yes, exactly. That's why parang diba, parang I'd like to believe in ghosts, pero mm-hmm. parang I got so accustomed to like reading ghost stories and mm-hmm. reading horror scripts na parang from the first sentence. Alam ko na na oh, okay. In a in in two pages parang it will be revealed that this person is a ghost. Parang right, right, right. So right. parang, hmm, I, I know how, exactly, I, I now know how the sausage is made. Parang hirap. Because right. I, I observed to it din, parang horror fans, 
sila pa nga yung skeptics eh, usually. Na parang, mm-hmm. you can't, sila yung ano, yung horror fans and horror writers. Mm-hmm. Medyo mahirap silang takutin. And, mm-hmm. mas skeptic nga sila when, when someone says, oh, there's a ghost here, ganyan. Rather than, nagpa-fanboy sila. Right, right, right. But did, okay, before you found out how the sausage was made, so to speak, did you used to believe in ghosts? And did that oh, change? I'd like to, mas malalim na yung understanding ko of ghosts. Parang, mm-hmm. after thinking, kasi when you're writing a book, parang, you dedicate so much brain space, so much brain energy to mm. thinking about these things. Parang, no, I mean like before, before this. Before you oh, wrote yeah, the most book, definitely. before you, you know, made the movies, how did you feel about When I was then? a kid, yeah. Super. And I was, I was the kind of person, uh, I want to see a ghost before I die. I, don't, mm. I really want to see a ghost. In a, no, in a more scientific manner, na parang, like a ghostbuster would do siguro. Na parang. Like a curiosity. No, I, I'd like to make contact with a ghost. Kumbaga, I if I see a ghost, I don't, Want to run away? Uh-huh. I want to look at what's it made of, diba? Or right, right. Any material? Is it made out, out made out of light? Diba? Is mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. can I touch okay. it? Parang ganun. Get, get, get. The science part of it. That's uh good for you. <laughs> I do How about you? Do you believe in ghosts? I do. I I mean, I more I think more so I believe that there are things that we don't understand and we can't possibly think that we're the only like like beings on this planet Bang. I don't believe that we are the end all and be all of everything that's in existence Ooh. so whether that's ghosts or elementals or even freaking aliens you know I oh, just, aliens I really believe in aliens do you yes I think I think me also but I don't know if that's because I've just read too much Bradbury Oh my god, I'm a, I'm a, a very big Ray He's Bradbury fan. Actually, my my book is like it's like amateur Ray Bradbury. Well, I'm very much looking forward to reading through it. Right yeah. tonight, I've, I've actually I, I bought it it's already. It's like the illust- it's like the illustrated man. Uh, no, Ooh, made by a amateur writer. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm sure. I'm not. a big fan of his ano kasi, his anthology books. Ooh, I love the ano. The Martian, yung the red the Martian book, Chronicles. The Martian Chronicles. That's my favorite. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Anyway, so going back, when was the first time that you had like a creepy experience or something creepy happened to you? Oh, amazing! This was during the pandemic, actually. Really? Okay. Yes. Uh, so the numbers were down, so you could actually go out now. Uh huh. So you'd go to the mall. Sure. You just get to wear a mask, diba? So yeah. sabi ko, hmm. I want to explore a creepy place. Okay. Since, you know, after being so cooped up in my, mm-hmm. in our apartment, diba? Mm-hmm. So, I decided to go to the Manila Film Center <laughs> one weekend. Oh, no. So, sabi ko, hmm. Then there was a security guard. I paid him 100 bucks. <laughs> I go, can I go in? So, uh-huh. I go in. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. But okay. it's, you need the, no. Maalikabok siya. So, mm-hmm. so, so much dust. And like musty and stuff. Musty. And the carpet is still there. Uh-huh. Tapos, there's stray cats na. Inside? And, yeah. Oh, and bird and bird droppings. Ganon. Huh. Okay. Pero it's there. The, the beautiful architecture is there. Mm-hmm. 
the brutalist architecture is still there. That was the what's creepy was the there's a Botong Francisco painting mural, super mm-hmm. lucky, mm-hmm. beautiful, beautifully made mm-hmm. by Botong Francisco, national artist Botong Francisco of Imelda Marcos and Ferdinand Marcos mm. coming out of a bamboo shoot. They're both naked. Oh, I know this photo. It's like the Malakas at maganda interpretation. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. And, and I saw it. Wow. Painting, sorry. There's cobwebs in it. Pero parang, holy shit. Parang, I'm back in the 80s. Diba? Parang ganun. Right, Tapos, right. And they didn't, maybe it's because it's, an, it's, it's still a Botang Francisco painting. Diba? So, yeah. They didn't, uh, they didn't strip it off. Diba? Or, Champer, still a work of art. Yeah. Yeah. And so parang, whoa, I love this. I love this. Tapos mm-hmm. sabi ko, hmm, should I go in? Uh, so sh- should I go up the stairs? Okay. And I said, okay, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Minsan, minsan lang to. And andito na rin ako. Mm-hmm. So I go up and I see their all. I see the offices. Mm-hmm. I go, sabi ko, should I go in the office? Sabi mm-hmm. ko, what the fuck? So, ang mangyayari lang naman ito, I'll probably get, ano, si like Sermon na lang ako. Yeah, slap on the wrist. It's worth it, di ba? Mm-hmm. Parang, ask for forgiveness later na lang. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I sort of did some trespassing into the office. Uh-huh. And then I saw this woman. Okay. Dressed like she was in the 70s. She had the perm. A perm? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, parang, hmm. At first, I ko, okay, should I run? As in, sobrang normal. She was flipping through folders, ganon. Oh, so she, like, sobrang nondescript as if it was just like, yeah. whatever, like a normal… In one of those offices na parang sarado na to, ah, parang bakit may babae rito na Saturday. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then sorry, oh, this is cool. So this is my first ghost sighting. Amazing. So parang <laughs> naisip ko, huh? Half of me, sinasabi na parang run. Uh-huh. Go down, run na. Uh-huh. Baka I could get sick. Diba sabi nila, if you… If you get exposed to a ghost, you could get cursed or I don't you get know. sick. Uh-huh. So I would go, okay, sige. let's risk it. Parang my morbid curiosity. Mm. Sabi, I was studying her. Parang, hmm, so parang ano lang, it's like mm. a time travel thing lang pala na parang, like a, it's not like she's transparent, but like in those mm-hmm. Ghostbuster movies. Pero she's solid. Yun. She seems like ano lang, lost in time. Parang, mm-hmm. Like a wormhole siguro, di ba? Because she doesn't know that she's, ano, hmm. she's alive pa or ganun. Mm-hmm. And then she looks at me. Mm-hmm. Sinabi niya sa akin, this is off limits. Why are you here? In a Chinese accent. Pinagalitan ka pa? <laughs> oh, pinagalitan ako tapos, oh my God, she's a real person pala. Oh, so she was a real person. Yeah, I thought she was a ghost. <laughs> there was a Chinese uh, tour company there na parang shady. Oh, that's so random. Yeah, pero creepy pa rin, di ba? Na parang, why would there be a… Wait, so like legit a, may tour company nga dun and the, yes, the lady uh, was actually working. And she was she was just dressed like it was the 70s. <laughs> so it wasn't a ghost. It was a real person who, that I thought was a ghost. I see, I see. But it was so out of place. I'm sure when you're there, you would also think that. I'd probably book it. Di ba? <laughs> oh, really? I'd be like… Yeah, no, this is not… Bye. <laughs> I have a morbid curiosity kasi when, when these things happen. Like, I remember jazz. Mm. I remember jazz uh, going to work after one morning. in mm-hmm. But he was shaking. Why? Uh, so we asked him, why, why, why? On the way, Rao, 
there was an highway accident. Uh, there was a road accident. I see. Tapos, this is a bit morbid. Uh huh. The head, someone got decapitated. Tapos, oh no. The head rolled. Their head rolled towards his wheel, his front wheel. Mm. Tapos sabi ko kay Jazz, oh anong ginawa mo? Tiningnan ko. <laughs> sabi, sabi niya, so ganun raw parang he kept opening the door and screaming. Tapos pasok ulit siya sa, sa ano niya, car niya. Tapos silip Wait, ulit siya. Wait, this is on the road and parang nakastop yeah. sila? Yep, oo. Oh, wow. Okay. As in, mapapasigaw raw siya, pero at the same time, parang, okay, I gotta see it again. Tapos, ah! <laughs> like, parang, this can't be real. I have to look yeah, again. Yeah, tapos, I have to look her. again. And then he screams again, closes the door, and then screams again until umandar na yung traffic. Tapos, I'm sure he was in a state of shock. Oh. After. Yun. I'm sort of like that too. I'm, okay. I'm a bit like that. So, Like, if there's a, if there's a, uh, like a robbery or ano or mm-hmm. or a hostage crisis and I, I'd be one of those people na oh I want to see some of this action. Mm. So it's, like, would you say that it's like a bit of a morbid curiosity type thing? Yes, oh, like like uh, about 5 months ago I think there was mm-hmm. a Soko team here in mm-hmm. our apartment and mm. I followed them up to the unit. Mm. Get I got to see their tools, I got to see their uh their dog sniffing around the mm-hmm. the room, excite not, stuff not like that. Excite, right? Yeah, no, not my room. Some immigrant uh, expat's mm. room. Mm. Just sorry, just going back to the film center. I actually have a story about that. Okay, go. Um, when we were kids, uh, and we would be driving home. We live kind of near that area. Pasay. Pasay, but like. It's like when Pasay crosses over into Paranaque and that's kind of where okay, we yeah. And so it's it's really nearby and it's on the way home a lot. And when we were kids, like super, super young, we had we had like this white pickup truck. This pickups were really big then, whatever. And what my dad would do is that he would drive up the ramp really fast, like in ramp ng film center. Yes, yes, yeah. He'd drive up and down, like, you know, kind of speed through it. So, you know, it's like, ooh, roller coaster. And we'd pretend like, ah, fun. Mm. So at the time I was young and then he did that. And I was sitting, this was the time that kids could still sit on the lap of their parents in the front seat. Is that super bawal now, right? So I was sitting on my mom's lap facing backwards. And so we'd gone up the ramp of the film center. And then on on the way down, since I was facing backwards, even if the car was pulling away, I was still facing towards the film center. And I go down and I'm like probably two, two or three. And I go and say to my mom and point at the film center. You know, it's like a, a bunch of windows up top, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I point down at it and go, Mama Mumu. Oh, did you actually see any? Something? I don't remember this. It's just like a story that my parents like to like never let me forget. <laughs> and oh my god. And then after that, my parents sort of looked at each other like, what the fuck? And my dad just like steps on the gas and just like books it. Oh like, my we're out of here. Bye. And we're yeah. yeah. And I, I don't remember this at all. It's just like something that, you know, that your parents like to tell you, like, oh yeah, yeah we went to the film center one time and you said, Mama Mumu. 
Yikes. <laughs> this was around the 90s na after that. Yeah, definitely. Like if I was two or three, it was probably like 91, 92. After the, the what's this, the accident in 1987. Hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. And pero at the time, wala nang, nobody was using it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So it 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 had been empty for for years, I'm sure. Yeah, actually now I think it's being used for mga burlesque shows. Yeah, like I think the last time I passed by pre-pandemic, I saw that it was like this. There was this like gaudy sign that said yes. the amazing show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you I know what that it, that is, right? I was I was hoping I mean, that it was like a, a drag show fun yeah, times yeah. thing. See, I'm sure maybe low rent na yung place na yan, diba? I'm sure because nobody and wants low to go rent, there. Yeah. Low rent like, properties attract like CD productions, diba? Yeah, and I mean it's just so I mean for those of our listeners who are not familiar with what what's up with the film center, it was specifically constructed by Imelda Marcos or commissioned by Imelda Marcos for. Um, a film, an international film festival, festival was it? Or a Manila film festival? The Manila yeah. International Film Festival. Right. The Manila International the, 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 Film the, Festival. What we have as MM, MMFF now. Right. It right. was specifically constructed for that. But the thing is, it was super, super rushed. Like, they were really rushing it. And unfortunately, one day, because they were rushing it and maybe things hadn't had the time to dry… Like it collapsed, like a certain, I'm not sure if the whole thing or a certain part of it collapsed. Unfortunately, there were, you know, workers inside and workers were just buried alive in like cement, I think, and just rubble, yes. basically. Um, we won't get into the whole like defense of it all. You know, they said this and whatever. But unfortunately, that's what happened. And Many people died. Um, and the the sort of urban legend is that instead of taking the bodies out and excavating them, because they were in such a rush to get it done. They, they covered the corpses in poured cement. Right. They covered everything in poured cement and then just kept on going. Yes. So the urban legend is that they are still stuck there. Like bodies are literally in the foundation of the building. And that is why it is so, so haunted. There are probably skeletons in the wall. Bones in the wall. Literally. In this, in Literally, this case, yeah. Which is honestly like really, really sad. Um, and yeah, Actually, you know, weird na parang suddenly be- became this ghost story, the bar urban legend. But if you think mm. about it, I don't think it should be. It's more like it should be a story of atrocity, diba? And it's like, a fucking tragedy, man. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, uh, you know, it's it's kind of sad for me that it became a ghost story, you know, mm. like it's a haunted place. But no, it should be like it should be a monument or a testament to the atrocities that happened right. during the martial law years, diba? Parang, it should be a museum, na parang truly, and you know, just diba? for the sake of frivolity. Come on, man. And come on, and if the ghosts there na are construction workers who were who suffered a lot, diba? Parang, mm. I don't think you should be scared of them. I think you should actually like diba, be sympathetic to them, diba? Right, right. Why would why would why would you demonize these ghosts, diba? Mm. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the sad story of that. 
Well, I mean, aside from that experience that you had actually relatively recently, um, and that and that's the one you said it was your kind of earliest memory of something creepy, or did you have like an early memory of like Interesting. something that was otherworldly or creepy or ghostly or a bit supernatural? Like, what is the earliest thing you remember? Because you said that when you were in at the new grade school, you were like super into it already. Oh, this is a. I already told this story in the Dead Air podcast, but I guess it bears repeating. Um, it's okay. We're sister podcasts. We can share. Yep. So <laughs> it happened around 1991. Okay. Atenea grade school. Right. So it was in the morning and mm-hmm. I was walking. I was playing in the basketball court. And mm. then I saw this kid uh, doubled over in front of a statue of the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. And all the students rushed to that to that site. Because, hmm. you know, why, why is this, why is this okay, kid, kid doubled over? Yeah. Uh, so, me being Susero then, hmm. I went there and the kid was crying. Mm-hmm. Then he said, the statue winked at him. Oh no. Okay. Tapos, ito, uso kasi yung mga ano, I wasn't familiar with the term yet back then. Mass hysteria. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's a real thing pala. Especially when you're in a in a community, a closed community. Okay. If someone says he saw a statue wink at him. Okay. Uh, the other people will be infected with that. Sort of idea. With that story. Yeah, with that idea. And so parang for a whole two weeks, parang there were lots of students seeing different things. Statues okay. crying. Ganon. What? Yeah, there was this statue of like St. Peter holding a fish. Okay. Tapos he dropped the fish though. <laughs> okay. And, and, and me, me nga, being the amateur ghost buster, I, I checked out all the statues. And uh-huh. you know, yeah, the fish fell. Pero inisip ko, hmm, baka naman tinanggal lang nung ano, janitor. Uh. Pero yun, so yun, the, ano, the parents association was contacted. Psychiatrists were consulted. Okay. Tapos, the our our Jesuit priests uh, had these homilies na jokey na parang uh, oh lahat of the Virgin Mary just wanted to ano to play a practical joke on you parang ganon right pero yeah mass hysteria among students especially kids parang uh, it's no joke diba? parang it's actually concerning instead of like fascinating oh no it's fascinating na parang wow this is parang for me it's like an adventure Mm-hmm. I love these two weeks na parang <laughs> we're not focusing on our homework. Parang we're talking about statues moving. Parang I like that. Did you ever get to the bottom of that kid who thought that the statue would wink at him? Well, sinabi niya, uh, he was having a shouting match with this, his classmate. Mm. Tapos he pointed the middle finger, mm. his middle finger at his classmate. Pero yung classmate niya parang mm. ran away. So, it ended up the mo- the middle finger was pointed at the Virgin Mary. So he thought that it was like he threw a bird. Flip it. He flipped the bird on the Virgin Mary, and the Virgin Mary winked, winked at, at him? him. Yeah, something like that. That's actually kind of funny. Oh hi, pero I mean to a kid, diba? Parang, right, right, right. That's kind of scaring. Huh? Wow. Okay. I wonder where that. Uh, Ateneo grade school because it has a lot of statues. Hmm. Which, you know, 
But That's we why had I have an obsession also with statues. I, 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 whenever I travel, I, I see mm. to it that I see the structures. Uh, the, sorry, not the structures. The, the, the sculptures mm. of a city. I do have a statue story. Okay, I love um, statues. It was also um, incidentally when I was in grade school. <laughs> where, in, which is where? Insane school. So Saint it's school. also a very old school, and we do have a lot of statues all over the place. I don't know. This it is Saint like, School Manila. Yes. Yeah. And that's where my wife is from also. This is in, I know, I know. going to Manila, malapit na sa LRT to eh. Yeah, it's right in front of CSB and Lasal. Uh, my love to CJ. Hello. Um, yeah. And so we have a statue there in the field. So it's a, it's a big field. And then to the side of the field near the music department, there is a statue of an angel. And, you know, it's, it's like, uh, I mean, nothing. Okay. Spoiler. Nothing super creepy happened, but it's like every time, every every day when it's sort of like twilight, when it's between like um, late afternoon and all like, mm-hmm. like, of course, there would be urban legends of kids like, oh, don't go there at night. The statue comes alive and like gets children that like wanders too near or whatever. And I mean, that's the extent of this statue story. It was just to see a statue. What was the like, statue? Like it was an of angel. A saint? It was an angel with wings. Oh, an angel. Well, do a tiny child looked like it was about six feet tall with like wings. I actually don't remember if there were children statues beside it. I don't. I the memory is not very clear. You know, the other statues that I'm fascinated with are. Mm. Do you like? I grew up in the '80s, so there were a lot of there. There were really? a lot of mini golf courses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was one mm-hmm. in Katipunan called, called mm-hmm. Sanville Mini Golf Course. At night in college, because uh, my, my mm-hmm. best friend in high school owned that place. His family owned that place. And I had a Tim Burton obsession back then. So whenever I shoot my, uh, mm-hmm. my films, mm-hmm. I shoot it in the Mini Golf Course. How was it? Looks like ano, sobrang creepy at night with all these. Right. And a fairy tale, uh, fairy tale sculptures mm-hmm. on the golf course. So you know, mm-hmm. tala, I, I really love sculptures. Like I, I love wax museums. I love mm-hmm. mannequins. I love, but anything, mm-hmm, ano, mm-hmm. anything sculpture, statue. Cool. I love it. Gargoyles. I, I, I'm fun. a big have fan of gargoyles. Have you ever been to Spain? Mm, you're gonna have a great time. No, I have never seen actually a real gargoyle, mm-hmm. like gothic gargoyle. Mm-hmm. But I've been to mm-hmm. Vienna and I've been to London. I've seen like I think mm-hmm. they're more like water spouts than gargoyles. Creepy, paren pero I was before I my umbasa bucket list ko. I wanna see a like a mm-hmm. Batman Gotham City gargoyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why have you seen one? Um, I think it was passing through Barcelona. So the Sagrada Familia and like stuff like um, Just other types of Gothic architecture. Super cool. Kaya nga, sana nga may gargoyle dito sa Philippines. Yeah. Pero the closest one that we have to a gargoyle are the three angels in Quezon City. Mm. Sorry, Quezon Circle. More, more or less those are gargoyles, I think. Hmm. Anyway. Sorry, just transitioning into um, my next question. So have you actually, aside yep. from 
what turned out to be a Chinese lady running a shady tourist tour operation in the film center. Um, do you think that you've actually yeah. ever seen or experienced a ghost? Hmm. Interesting question. Well, I ha- I mm. worked in ABS-CBN mm-hmm. for Super old offices, a couple of years, and uh, yeah, pero more like the what do you call that street? The rotonda ah. the, with the Boy Scouts, mm-hmm. the Quezon City Rotonda, and that that Mm-mm. that road going to GMA. So whenever I pass by there in the wee hours of the morning, especially. Because I was in production, the TV production. So right. late nights, I went home mga 1 o'clock, 12 o'clock. And mm-hmm. usually at night, I'd be the one in charge of like bringing the tapes to the antenna uh-huh. to so they could broadcast it. So once I give the tapes mm-hmm. to the antenna people, uh, I'd go to my car. Uh-huh. Tapos, I'd drive going home. I'd pass by those two... Uh, structures, which were, uh-huh. yeah, that Boy Scout uh, Rotonda, sort of memorial. the memorial, mm. and Ozone Disco. Oh, man. And whenever I pass by that place, parang, oh my God, I get… Bigat. Mabigat, yeah. That so corner. So just for additional context, yeah. Just for additional context, um, in this area, I think, was it called Mother Ignacia Street? I know it. No, but anyway, so this area of… Of 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 that area in QC, uh, they are there. You you have a bunch of streets named after scouts. Yes, scout like, rallios, scout rallios, scout Tobias. Yeah, yeah. And these are the names of Boy Scouts who had gone uh, well on a jamboree. Were were supposed to go to um, this sort of worldwide Boy Scout jamboree, and unfortunately, they never made it there because the plane had actually crashed and. Um, very sadly, all of them perished in it. And sort of those streets are named after them in their memory. And then the other the other thing, what was the other thing that you had Ozone mentioned? Ozone Disco? Um, Ozone Disco. Uh, actually, I had a guest who came on and told a story about Ozone Disco. Wait, she, um, he, but, he or she were, was there when it happened? No, no, no. He wasn't there, but um, he would pass by. And it would just be like really terrible. And he used to teach in it. it uh, this is Adrian. Yeah, Adrian Arcega. Yes, Adrian Arcega. Um, he used to, I think, teach in a school right across from it. And he had a couple of experiences that were really like really unpleasant, you know, and he would like smell things um, and stuff. But he did also note that where it used to be is now like a Gouda or something. And it's like super, super like the way he would describe the place now is completely sterile. I'm like sure. you can't feel anything in it anymore. And I'm mad props to the business owners who wanted to like put up a, a shop there. Cojones, oh, no? Oh, parang, whoa. Galing nyo, ah. Tapang right. nyo. <laughs> but yeah, just like slight background, Ozone Disco is where um, another tragedy happened. I think it was, I, I forget exactly what year it was, but basically, um, People were partying. It was… Uh, it was 1996. You know, 1996. People were partying. It was like a full house or something. And a fire broke out. Unfortunately, the doors of… the Either the main doors or the fire exit, instead of opening outwards, opened inwards. And since everybody was rushing to the door trying to get out, they were pushing against it, meaning that it couldn't open. And 
everybody got stuck in there. Actually, I've so, been sort of, uh, I fell into a rabbit hole of ozone disco mm. documentaries and interviews. Mm-hmm. They were actually able to open the door one time. Okay. Like the people from the outside oh. had gathered enough strength to like open, to open it, it. But it closed, they had to close it again because of the of a thing called a backdraft. What's that? It's when oxygen suddenly goes inside a space that's where the flames are alive. Yeah. So, so all it feeds these the yes, exactly. So when they were able to open it, there was a blast of like a fire, a oh great gosh. big fireball. Oh my God. Because of the oxygen coming in. And so the, uh-huh. the door closed once again. Oh my God. Trapping the people there. Pero those pushing Dao had burns then, uh. had, had burns on their skin because oh. of that's what you call a backdraft. So yeah. I didn't know. I, I, I never heard of the term backdraft until then, pero it's real. Pala. It is, and in a science way, it's, yeah, parang onga, uh-huh. a great burst of oxygen feeding the flames. Diba? Parang, right. That's, I mean, that's, it's so sad. And I do have another story that was sort of told to me. Um, this is one of the first stories I actually recorded for Grimcast. Unfortunately, it didn't make the cut because we were still making adjustments to the format. But it's actually Mitch's story. Mitch of Shadad. Mitching son, yeah. Yeah. He told me the story about him and his sister. I think they lived nearby, nearby Ozone Disco. They were they were on their way home. It was late at night and, you know, they were just sleepy driving home. And his sister was driving and he was in the passenger seat, I think. And then as they were passing by near the sort of general area, oh, Mitch sees yikes. someone sort of walking and he looked like he was like burned or like it was dark. Oh. So he was like, I don't know if it was his older sister or, or younger sister, but let's say she's older. She, she goes like, Ate, what's that? Ate, ano yan? Oh my God. Kita, or Ate, kita mo yan. And then his sister, who also can see things, um, she said, Wag mo nang tingnan. Like, don't look at it anymore. Ignore it. Like, baha, like it might follow us yeah. pa. Like, just like, just don't give it any attention. Let's just go. So they went home. And then Mitch goes, they go home, go to bed. And, you know, he's like asleep. And then he wakes up in the middle of the night to screams of bloody murder. Ah. Like, crazy screams. And, you know, everybody in the house wakes up and they're like, whoa, whoa, what's happening? What's happening? And it's his sister who, I guess, fell asleep on the couch yeah. or something. And she saw that person down oh my God. and it followed them. And when she woke up, he was like there standing and looking at her. Ah, so the, that quote unquote, that ghost followed them. I guess that's what happened. And so, you know… Poor, poor sister. And they just kind of tried to calm her down and like Grabby. kind of get rid of it. I mean, I guess it's one of… I've heard this term used by one of my other guests. It's called like transient spirits. Like they're not particularly stuck in one place, but they sort of like just float around and move around. And sort of, I suspect that that's kind of what happened in this situation. It's just been an unfinished but business. I don't know. I don't know if they investigated it further. But, you know, it's just that they had passed by the area and the person looked like they had burns. And when she had woken up, the guy was just like burned from like head to toe. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's mabigat, you know, and also like incredibly like frightening. (laughs) So I checked Google maps. The street is called Timog Avenue. 
Oh, Timor. Yeah, right, right. It's just weird that now it's like full of restaurants and like, you know, all these things. When you go straight, I think you would go to EDSA. Mm-hmm. The GMA uh, compound and EDSA. Right. But yeah. scary Oof. stuff. Scary stuff. And it's like, it's it's times like that where I'm, I'm super fascinated about people who have these experiences and hearing their stories. But it's also why I like hearing about these stories in the context of this podcast because it feels like a controlled environment. Yeah. <laughs> but have you ever passed by Ozone Disco? You know what? I don't know. I don't know. Because it's not something that I actively seek out. Oh. Like, I'm not the type of person that goes down the basement stairs to see what's up. Oh, so we're the you opposite. Know? We're the complete yeah. opposite. You're like, hmm, I want to see how like, oh, that's me. how this ends that's up. Me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the, the person that, hey, want to play with a Ouija board? I'm like, no, oh, thank that's you me. Bad. That's me, yeah. <laughs> so I've been, aside from those uh, places that I mentioned, I've been to the Diplomat Hotel in Baguio. Ooh, I've been to okay. La Chaparral. La Chaparral Mansion in Baguio. Sorry, the La Chaparral House in Baguio. Do you mean La Peral? La Peral, yeah. La Peral Bala, sorry. Mm. It's like a white, the white, a white house. house that's super yep. old, right? I think it's a, it was a murder so, house ba, or something. Was it? I forgot. But okay, yeah. let's let's break that down. So we went to the Diplomat Hotel, which people say is super, super haunted. Um, you know, people go there on tours and like take pictures and find certain things in the pictures. Like what was your experience like? Or what? what why is it haunted again? It got burned down. And it, mm. it got… There was an… Marame. So many tragedies. Uh, it got bombed down during the… Japanese occupation, um, there, the Baguio earthquake in mm. the 90s. I think it was 1990, Baguio earthquake mm. brought it down. Uh, there was, I think there were several fires also. Mm. But the structure still stands. It's beautiful actually. Mm-hmm. But now they've turned it into like… Like an attraction. It's an attraction. There's a garden, beautiful garden. They revived the fountain. There's sort of a museum. Sa mm-hmm. lobby. And mm-hmm. a lot of cosplayers are shooting Come yeah, take photos. in the rooftop. But it's beautiful. You you go up, uh, there's the there's a church tower there, like a cross. Mm. Beautiful cross. Mm-hmm. I think it used to be a seminary also because for uh priests. Mm. So, and there's a view overlooking Baguio. You'd see all these pine mm-hmm. trees. And the and it's a bit high. It's on a hill. Mm-hmm. So, you the, the breeze is amazing. Tapos right. there, are no, there are no windows anymore. There are like… The window sills are… What do you call that? Um, there, there's no glass. So, you can feel the yeah, draft yeah. coming in. Uh-uh. So, it's surreal then. You get to see the rooms na dilapidated. Diba? Some of the mm-hmm. bathtubs are still there. Cool. So when you went there, did you like experience anything particularly creepy yeah. or oh. like… I felt like energies. Residual mm. energies. Mm-mm. This place has so much history. Right, right. And then you said you also like went to the Leperel house. Can you actually still go inside? No, no. But I'm thankful that I was able to go when it was open. Oh, okay. So what was it like? So why was why is the Laparel house so famous for being haunted? I forgot. I, I'll check it out again. Yeah, I actually like I mean it's it's kind of just like people know it's haunted. Yeah. 
and like creepy looking. I don't exactly know why. Pero it's actually it, when I went there, it was beautiful. It was restored. Mm-hmm. The tiles from the 1940s, say, or 1930s mm-hmm. were there. Beautiful staircase, pero may, ano nga, may creepy vibes talaga. It's, it's ano kasi, parang you're in the Basically, Philippines, like tapos you're in the <laughs> Philippines and then you see, what architecture is this? Bakit parang American bigla, di ba? Right, right, right. And then, but, but I mean, basically, all of Baguio kind of just feels that way. Baguio is amazing. If you're a horror fan, you should like be yes. a fan of Baguio, di ba? Absolutely. Yeah, in absolutely. my book, I have I mean, a lot of Baguio stuff there. Like, I mean, there's that whole story about, what was it? Teacher's camp? Yes. They're like stories that we would hear from our teachers who actually used to go to teacher's camp for like teacher's retreats and stuff. And one of the more common stories is that uh, they'd all be in their rooms and like, and then in the middle of the night, someone would knock like super insistently and then they'd open the door and nobody would be there. Oh my God. Seminaries like and novitiates. Like oh my God. They're, they rock. <laughs> what do you mean? I've been to retreats kasi when I was in high school and college. Mm-hmm. I went to a writer's retreat. So that was at Sacred Heart Novitiate in Novaliches. Amazingly mm-hmm. creepy place. Mm-hmm. If you're a horror fan, you should like visit like all these seminaries and novitiates around the Philippines. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, this is where religious horror is from. Yeah. <laughs> is born. And the architecture is beautiful. And the architecture. Speaking of retreats, actually one of the retreats that I went to in high school. I, I Do you remember Days? Days with the Lord, yeah. Yeah, I, I went through that. And our Days with Days weekend was in Ateneo. High school. Yeah, uh, no, uh, it was in the Ateneo grounds. I forget which building or what the building's name was specifically, but right across it was Servini, I think. Oh, you're probably talking about Eliazo, Eliazo Hall. Yes, maybe. And that's where we had it. And it was just like at night, during the daytime, you can sort of hear like students and the calf is alive. So, you know, like it, it's sort of okay. But like at night, it's just like the most quiet place and it's super eerie. Actually, yung Ateneo campus ano, has that like eerie presence. Yeah, and it's just na, so ano. different. Oh, I don't know. Just so much trees. 1950s creepy vibes. Yeah, and it's just so different from my campus, which was La Salle, which is like right beside Taft. The LRTs passing by, buses and jeeps everywhere. Like it's just so alive. Like versus when you… I mean, Katipunas is really busy, but when you get into the campus of Ateneo and you get really far in, it's like you're almost going into another it world. It is, yeah. How about La Salle? Because I, uh, when I was in Narda, my first band, we did, we did a mm. lot of La Salle shows. And mm-hmm. yeah, before we did our sets, usually maraming, ano eh, maraming waiting time. So got to explore mm-hmm. your campus then. Mm-hmm. And that, ano, got to see the McDonald's uh, parking lot. <laughs> Mactaft. There you go. Mactaft, yeah. And I got to see the uh, old buildings, American buildings. Pero I haven't done a deep dive. Pero I've been to that, mm-hmm. ano rin, what do you call that? Boracay parking lot. Oh, of course. Yeah. and It's called The Beach. Yeah, and what was that place Which, with the, the beer pong place? I'm not actually sure. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, I didn't spend a lot of time. In La Salle, yeah. Playing beer pong I love campuses. I, I, I love exploring campuses. Campuses are the greatest thing because it's like, it, it almost 
it really turns into another world when all the students are gone. Ako baliktad naman. I like campuses at night when there are no people. Right. Like, uh, mm. I've been fortunate enough that um, because of my job as a director, I get to shoot like in the strangest places, diba? In the mm-hmm. wee hours of the night, so. What is the creepiest place you've shot? USD. I, 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 I didn't shoot, actually. I was, uh, I was part of the cast of a TV show before called Rakista. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we shot a fictional, we shot in USD posing as a fictional school called National University. Mm-hmm. So, I was just, I was just like the B-list uh, member of the cast. So, mm-hmm. I had a lot of waiting time then. So, I got to explore the campus. And I think mm-hmm. it's older than Ateneo and Marinole. Oh, for sure. Even like, that is, I think, oh yeah, I think it's the oldest Catholic university. Is it? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. Or maybe in the Philippines, it's like, I'm sure it's at least three, four, five hundred years mm-hmm. old, maybe. I loved it. Even yung, uh, even the, the orientation of the bathrooms, parang, what the heck is this? Is this from the 19, 1920s? <laughs> parang, yung washroom nila, yung parang, they don't have these, uh, they don't have the urinals. Uh-huh. There's just this one big, sort of like a foot bath. Uh-huh. And there are no dividers. You actually Sweet. pee on that foot bath. Altogether. Yeah, with no dividers. So when you're huh. peeing, you gotta like angle a bit towards the left or the right. <laughs> Just to for, like… For, for some, some privacy. Yes, some, some semblance of privacy. Of privacy. Pero, and the ceilings were high. Like uh-huh. really high for a washroom. Diba wala yeah. nang ganong mga washrooms ngayon? Um, I personally not have not experienced oh, yeah. anything yes. like that. Pero, so I'm gonna agree. It's creepy. And I've been to uh, Siliman University in uh, Dumaguete. In Dumaguete. Ooh, yes. Very, very old. Beautiful. And mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorites also is UP Los Baños. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a big campus uh, nerd. I know. It seems like you're such you're, you're quite the ghost um, ghostbuster sort of explorer extraordinaire of all of these creepy places. Yes. I, I can I can attest okay. to that. What is the creepiest, creepiest place you've ever, ever been? In the Philippines. In the Philippines, not abroad, no? No. Abroad, well, maybe both. Okay, so abroad first would probably… Because sure. I also like uh, dark tourism. Mm-hmm. Love dark tourism. Yeah, so when I go to places that was… Uh, a cousin lives there or a friend lives there. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell them, I want to go to this place. And then they mm-hmm. tell me, what? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to go to that? It's not the usual… Uh, I want to go to Disneyland, Universal Studios, or mm. take me to this uh, taco truck. <laughs> take me to this scary place. Or mm. uh, give me a day. I'm going to travel alone and mm. I'm going to spend my day there. Mm. So probably the creepiest place I've ever been to was Loch Ness in Scotland. Ooh, Loch Ness in Scotland. Yep. Why? Exactly why. No, why? Why of all places? No, I mean, why was it the creepiest place? It's one of, I think it's the 17th or something, the 12th deepest lake uh-huh. in the world. And mm-hmm. we were in a boat. Mm-hmm. And me being, ano nga, the, me having a morbid curiosity, hmm. I stared down the waters mm-hmm. and oh my God, it's the creepiest uh, 
if you like monsters. Y- it's it possible that there really a is a dinosaur there because it's so deep. it's just that deep? You can't see anything. It's like pitch black. It's pitch black. I've never seen water so pitch black. A body of water so pitch black. So it was more creepy because it, it was like you were staring into a void of nothing. Yeah. And an and out and almost an outer space sorry. worth of water. You know? Interesting. So parang, oh no. Pero if you want non-monster stuff naman, ghost stuff. I went to mm. the catacombs in Ooh. Rome. Which one? In Rome. Ooh, in- Palermo? Sorry, Rome. Rome, yeah, Rome. It, Rome, Italy, and Via Veneto, in the road Via Veneto. Mm. So catacombs. Mm-hmm. So ba- it's too bad you can you couldn't take photos. Yes. You couldn't take photos. Uh, it's a bit expensive. I paid around like two thousand pesos. Right. And it was part of a church. Yeah. Pero it was secluded, of course. That was it. No pictures. Yeah. You'd give your cell phone to the security guard. Mm-hmm. And you'd see all these, I, I saw it, all these skeletons of like old mm-hmm. priests mm-hmm. that made up the walls and the columns. Mm-hmm. Bones talaga, bones. Parang, I think it's what you call yeah. an ossuary. Yeah. So yun, parang, oh shit, this is amazing. Creepy but amazing. Yeah, I, I've, I've been, just on the topic of catacombs, I'd been, I've been to the catacombs in Palermo, in Sicily. Mm. And, you know, it's also like Roman Italian catacombs. And yeah, it's it's like, it's it's full of bones and you sort of, like, at first it's really creepy because of the concept that these are like dead bodies um, preserved and stylized and sort of fixed up and sort of just hanging on a wall, just chilling there. And then, yeah, it eventually turns into a sort of solemn, like, walk around that Mm-mm. quiet, Tomb. It's basic. It's a tomb. It is, right? It is, yeah. And you sort of get into the history of like who are these people, and like apparently the only most of the times when most of the time when you're in those catacombs that are attached to that church, it's because you came from a position of power or like um, you were from a good family. So not everybody gets to be there. So there's like this exclusivity thing. Mm-mm. Sorry, correction, pala. Those were not priests. The one in. Uh, mm. Rome, Italy, the catacombs, they were capuchin mm. monks. Right, right, right. Capuchin monks. Actually, capuchin meaning they were the ones who sort of brewed cappuccino. Yes. Yeah, capuchin monks. Cool, no? Yeah. Pero the Philippines um, ba? You're asking me. Well, just before we leave Europe, I do have a story go, for you. Go, go. Um, uh, we went to, we went on a family trip to Venice and um, there's this place in Venice called the Doge's Palace. And then the Doge is basically like, um, sort of like the mini Pope assigned to Venice. Um, and he had an entire palace to himself. And it was gorgeous. But us, me and my sister being the crammers that we are, we we like slipped in like just just like 30 minutes before closing. Mm. Um, so we kind of like rushing through the rooms and stuff and sort mm. of going around. And since it was medio, it was closing na, it was medio pa twilight na rin, mm-hmm. So things were getting a bit dark. Mm-hmm. And so we were just going through the rooms and like absorbing as much as we can in the little time that we had. And given that it was almost closing, there was almost nobody there. So we kind of had the place to ourselves. Wow. And there was a, there was a part of the palace called the Bridge of Sides. Mm-hmm. And in that area of Venice, you know, it's it's the Doge's Palace. So a lot of 
um, community events, so to speak, happen there mm-hmm. or like, you know, speeches or like stuff. And included in those things are executions. Oh, wow. Um, so there is this place in the palace. It's called the Bridge of Sighs. And um, when somebody is sentenced, so the, the jail is also in that palace. So whenever someone is sentenced to die, um, the person would walk from their cell across the Bridge of Sighs, which is visible from the outside. And that was sort of the last place where they, their family could see them and they could see their family before they, you know, go to be executed. And so that's why it's called the Bridge of Sighs because it's like everybody's like incredibly sad, like walking by it. And it is the only way to exit the Doge's Palace oh, if no. you're going through it. And I'm very happy that I don't see things. And maybe like the yeah. extent of thing of of what happened to me happens to me is like I just feel weird, like really weird. But unfortunately, my sister, that sister that I was with, she sees things. Oh no. Um, and it's in a man, my sister, for some reason, we were like just in that last stretch of like the tour. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. She decides to go into one of the cells to like explore or some shit. And she leaves. And, so, and I'm walking long. And then suddenly I feel her like sort of burrow into my back mm-hmm. and just like push me mm-hmm. forward. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. But her face, nice. I could feel it. It's in my back. Yeah. And I was like, what's wrong? And I don't know what's happening. And she wouldn't tell me. She was just like, let's go, basta, basta, let's go. And she's like pushing me like mm-hmm. out to the exit, but also not looking. So I'm like, what is happening here? I'm like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Calm down. Like, stop. You're annoying. And then... When, what happened pala was when she, so she came out of the cell that she was like exploring. And then as she walked by another cell, something reached out to her. Oh my God. So Which was? she freaked out. I, parang, it reached out to her. She felt it. And then she was just like, she freaked out and ran. But she didn't Oh my God. And the thing is, kami na lang yung nandun. Wala nang tao. Uh-oh. And then the cell was locked. Oh my God. So walang tao sa loob. Was this night or day? Twilight. Okay. Like 5 o'clock. Parang, give or take 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Between 5 and 6 or yeah. something. Yung parang may konti pang araw. Yeah. Pero padilim mm. na. Tapos malamig ba? Yeah. So something reaches out to her and tries to like touch her or grab her. I'm not exactly sure. And so she freaks out. She runs into my back and like pushes me out. And I'm like, whoa. And then she only said something when we had gotten out. Mm-mm. And then we were like, I'm really glad you didn't tell me while we were both in there. Oh no. <laughs> so did she tell you afterwards? She told us when we were out of it completely. So what was it? Like we had cleared the exit gate. Like a headless man or something? Uh, no, she didn't She didn't see it. Like she felt it. Oh. And she knew that there wasn't supposed to be anything there. So she just like ran for it. Like let's just get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Scary. Yeah. And so that was, that was the Europe experience. <laughs> but coming to the Philippines and back to the question. Um, what is the creepiest place? That you've ever visited in the country? Good question. Because I was obsessed rin talaga with ano nga. I had a phase in my life where I just drove around the provinces. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. And mm-hmm. my doctor said na I should like travel around. Create new memories mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. like ease my anxiety. So That's I did a lot advice. of driving in the provinces. Mm-hmm. So I went to this uh, place. It's called the Nagkarlan uh, Underground Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's okay. like where soldiers uh, hid. 
hmm. during the wars, the various wars in our history. And it's 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 sort of a what do you call this? It's it's sort of touristy, pero once you're there, it's it's beautiful yet it's creepy at the same time because it's mm-hmm. you go down a flight of stairs. It's all stone, mm-hmm. and sunlight does not creep through. So mm-hmm. it could it it probably could have passed as a bomb shelter, mm-hmm. pero you'd see all the it. It's also like a tomb. So mm-hmm. probably all those dead soldiers there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's in Nagarlan. Almost it's like super four eerie, hours. I'm sure. Four hours from Manila, like outside Laguna. Like in the in, in the you? depths of Laguna. Ooh. Not that far. Actually. Not that far, yeah. Hmm. I do actually I do, however, appreciate your ability to find sort of beauty. And just be so fascinated by these places that most people would sort of steer clear of because it is creepy and eerie. But I, I do appreciate how you just sort of like bask in it and confront it. I basking it, it so I could I, I could use it as material for my fiction. Mm-hmm. I like being in that headspace where I'm scared mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I can write about it. Right. So I have ammunition. Cool. And then, I mean… You directed San Lazaro. Yes. Mm -mm. Could you give me like a tiny, tiny summary just for our listeners what that movie was about? It's about uh, the elevator pitch is it's the exorcist (laughs) in a car, basically. That's it. So it's, it's so simple. Like two friends, two estranged friends from high school uh, bring a possessed man who's in mm-hmm. the trunk of their car to an exorcist in the province. That's it. That, that's the whole mm-hmm. movie. It's a road Hijinx trip movie. Yeah. Hijinks ensue. And there's a lot of flashbacks. There's a lot of mm-hmm. uh, side stories, sidebars. It's edited like a… It's… I mean, the story is so simple, but it's mm-hmm. edited in such a way that we… we, we uh, the, the editors and the… Actors and the assistant directors that I worked with, I said, it's gonna be, it's gonna have the structure of a website. Like, okay. we have these three, uh, I, I, it, it's a bit pretentious, but I'd like to call it hyperlink cinema. Like, we have okay. a very basic plot, like two, two people driving a possessed man to the province to see the doctor. Diba? You know, that's it. Mm. It's that simple. Pero when we zoom in on the character, it's like a website link. We click on that mm. link and we see the backstory of those characters. Mm-hmm. And all those those three main characters, Ramon Bautista, Nico Manalo, and me, mm-hmm. have our own little Twilight Zone stories in our flashbacks. So you get to see our past lives when the camera zooms in on our faces. So, so it's like I squeezed in all these mini movie ideas I had, like short film mm-hmm. ideas. I crammed it all into 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. All the crazy ideas I have for films that never came to fruition. I crammed mm-hmm. it all in 90 minutes. <laughs> so, Quite a feat. Yep. So it's not just an exorcist. It's, it's not just a possession movie. There's We have a side uh, story where there's a… Uh, there's a multiple, sorry, there's a dissociative disorder mm. sufferer. Mm-hmm. And we have a 
uh, detective story somewhere there. So it's a grab mm-hmm. bag. Dala. Starter pack ng all <laughs> of the horror films that I wanted to direct but I couldn't when I was young. So I threw it all in that stew. But any particular reason why the main plot line or the simple plot line was a possession story? Uh, basically, it's because it's the cheapest one that we can do. Because okay. to, to, if we have monsters or like zombies, that's a lot of makeup. So right. with a possessed man, you just need a really talented actor. Mm-hmm. Who has mm-hmm. an ability? Na medyo may na who can do stuff with his body, like uh, na medyo uh. may athletic yung performance. Mm-hmm. Na, mm-hmm. And Nico Manalo can do that, diba? he, he can dance, he can uh, do some stunts. Uh-huh. So and a little bit of makeup and ano diba? a little bit of makeup and right. visual effects on the face. Right, right. So hmm, that's interesting. Sabi namin, we can shoot that and. I like the intimacy nga na parang two guys in a car tapos there's a possessed man in the trunk. Parang it's so mm-hmm. simple. It's so sellable. Parang ang dali niyang i-pitch. Mm-hmm. Ang dali niyang i-pitch. Ang dali niyang ikwento na oh, I get the story. Yeah, so it's a road trip. Parang billet. Tapos Ramon Bautista's a comedian pa. So it's like mm-hmm. it's an Alexander Payne movie or a, you know, Bill and Ted or right. uh, Dumb Adventure and Dumber. Mixed with the exorcist, <laughs> parang or like a Seth Rogen Sorry. movie na with an exorcist plot. So parang hey, why not, diba? Right, right. And and now you've actually written a book. Yes. Um, the title is Tales for a Rainy Day. Is that Tales it? for a Rainy Season? Tales for a Rainy Season. Yep. Sorry, that's no, okay. Yeah. So it just um yeah. What's it about? It's an anthology. Uh, it's an anthology collection. Horror anthology collection made up of 12 stories, 12 horror stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to pitch it as a Pinoy version of the Twilight Zone. Interesting. With, uh, with a motif of the rain. So with the motive motif of the, the motif. Motif. Yeah, the motif, the theme of the rainy season. So all of my stories more or less has a scene or an ending or a setting where there's rain in it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make… Parang I was thinking… Because when you're writing a book of short stories, you need like… You need a, a trough line to connect all of them, right? Like a, like a connective tissue. Mm-hmm. So I thought, na parang, what hasn't been done yet in the Philippines? So I thought, na parang, hey, the Philippines is pretty much… Sure, we'd like to complain that the Philippines, it's, it's a hot country. But I realized mm-hmm. six months out of the 12 months in a year, mm-hmm. it's always raining in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And I've, aside from statues and abandoned places, I'm, I'm also fascinated with the rain. I've always loved. Mm-hmm. I've always loved rainy weather. I love uh, rainy cities. As in, if I if I go on a vacation and sinabi ng travel agent, oh, it's a rainy city. Okay, I'm game. Down. Down. Gee. Yeah, exactly. So I just married the two concept. I the two concepts. I like rainy days and I like horror stories. So why don't I make a book of 
ghost of horror stories, ghost stories. That's perfect for a rainy day. Fun. And it was actually just dropped today. Well, today that we're um, recording the episode, but it's this is coming out like a week after. So at this point when it's airing, it's a week old, mm-hmm. right? Where can people find your book? Uh, actually, this was published last year through the Amazon Kindle program. Mm. That was digital. Mm-hmm. And now it's in physical form. So it's two very exciting. 288 mm-hmm. pages uh, for 395 pesos, uh, exclusive of shipping fees. We can mm-hmm. You can get it in Shopee and soon in Lazada. And Fine. soon in Secret Headquarters, Secret HQ in uh, Makati, mm-hmm. and uh, Mount Cloud in Baguio. Oh, wow. Mount Cloud. Yeah. One of my favorite places in Ex- the world. Really? Really? Me too. Me too. I love the ladder. Just, Their ladder. I love the ladder. I love going in and just like being around the books and just discovering books that you would never have thought yes. to maybe pick yes. up. Yes. And it's all Filipino. Most of them are Filipino collections. I know. It, it's it's such a… it's. It's a treasure trove. It is, it is. And parang and, Baguio has a big literary scene, diba? So Yes. Um So I'm I'm excited. Yeah, for and that. so every time I, I go to Baguio, it's like it's like a it's it's almost a sin to not stop. By. Exactly, exactly. And I'm very excited because a lot of my stories are set not just in Manila, but also in Baguio. Lots of references mm-hmm. in Baguio. So to have my book where there are short stories set in Baguio be mm-hmm. in Mount Cloud. Wow, diba? I'm excited. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, thanks for joining us, Wincy. I'm so happy you could come on the show and we could just like, Yeah, no, thanks for having know, me. Exchange Super. a few stories. I, I hope you had fun. <laughs> I have more ammunition. If Should I write a second book from Ooh. your stories? Thank you so much, Tanet. Super saya. Uh, Please feel free to like go through all the past episodes because some people have a lot of crazy stories. What's the craziest episode you have? Uh, the craziest episode I had was when we saw a ghost during the episode when we were recording. No way. Who was who was the guest? So uh, the guest is Richie Ramos. You may know yeah. him. The the music journalist. And the music journalist. And um, yeah, he sees dead people. <laughs> And he used to um, be part of a group that, you know, helps people who have trouble with dead things or with dead people or things that are not of this plane. And that group sort of helps them out, um, whether it's to help them deal or, you know, whatever they can do. And so it was a crazy episode. It was it was two hours long because just there was just so much Mm -hmm. um, to talk about. And then during the episode itself, um, something showed up that wasn't oh supposed God. to be there. And I mean, I've said this again and again if, uh, in some episodes, but yeah, yeah. Um, something showed up and PV is usually on the Zoom calls because he's recording us. And something showed up and it, it's sort of like, it's sort of innocuous looking, almost like how you felt when you saw the 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 permed Chinese lady in the film center. Mm-hmm. Like the per- what I saw was just someone kind of entering the frame and it was like just the Ugh. back of the person and super nondescript, like white shirt, low pony. Like I thought it was a helper. Oh no. You know, sort of like 
So Richie was talking to me on the phone and then siguro alam niyo may call yung si Richie. So she just like kind of peeks in, Yikes. gets something and then leaves. And then ako naman, nagulat ako when I saw her because I was like, oh, there's a person pala. And I was like, okay, sige. And then I, I ignore it and then we go on. And then at the end of the recording, I ask Richie, hey Richie, is anybody um anybody else in your room? And he goes, uh, my partner. And I was like, um, out of curiosity, what does your partner look like? He was like, uh, matangkad na naka, nakalbo na nakasando. And it wasn't that. <laughs> and it wasn't that. I, it, it wasn't that. I saw a lady. Oh no. I said, talagang like your nondescript helper looking type lady. And they didn't have and a then, helper in the house. They did. But the thing is, the only entrance and exit to his room was on camera behind him. Oh my God. And then in that direction, there was, it was walang entrance or exit in that direction mm-hmm. where the person came and left from or left to. And then funny enough, and PV goes, I saw something also. And it did the exact same thing. But it wasn't, it didn't look like it, that, oh my God. what you were, what you're describing. So it was very interesting. And then Richie's explanation was that, oh, it's probably the white lady that lives in, oh in the Kalachuchi tree in front of the house. She's sort of like the house's protector. So he wasn't very protruded. So I was like, oh, I wonder why she did this. So after the freak out, um, I go, I wonder why she did that. And then he goes, oh, I'll ask her after. I'm like, all right, cool. Bye. A couple of days later. <laughs> I know. I was like, cool, bye. Um, and then a couple of days later, I asked him, so hey, did you ever ask um, the lovely lady um, what was up, why she did that? <laughs> and then apparently, she wanted Lung to see if she could be seen through technology. Oh, nice. Yeah. But apparently, so apparently she was like, yeah, like that, that spirit. Like a friendly he, ghost. Sort of. Like he describes that um, entity as a sort of protector of the house. Oh, that's cool. Like super that's non. Cool. He described her as, she was curious what we were doing. Mm. And she w- wanted to see if she could be seen through like a video call or technology or getting it. <laughs> okay, so she was just, you know, doing a tech test, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all affected by this pandemic one way or another. <laughs> she wanted some, uh, some attention. <laughs> Ganda. So, Sige, yeah, I'll, that's the story I'll, I'll, that. to, I'll have that ano, on my Spotify podcast list. Yeah, that that season is the most intense season because I only interviewed people who had third eyes. Oh wow! Sige. So it, it's honestly the most intense season I've ever done. I'm never gonna do that again. Hindi ko sila ipagsasama sama ulit. This is your fifth season, sixth season. Yeah, this is my fifth season. Amin pala. So. The third, the third eye season was the third season. I called it third eye, not blind. Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was the season that I really put them all together and sobrang minarathon ko recording all of them. <laughs> I'm never gonna do that again. Oh no, there it is. It was too much. I'm not gonna do that anymore. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks again for joining us, Wincy. Is there anything else you want to share with the good people of the internet? What are you up to these days? I know you have your book, but is there anything else you yes, want to talk about? Yes, um, I have my band, Narda, mm-hmm. which uh, Big Baby Studios also uh, mastered. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a new single. It's called Ang Buhay Tuwing Wala Ka. And we'll be having a music video soon that we... Ha, uh, in the music video, we partnered up with Brutalist Pilipinas. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Manila Film Center. 
So mm-hmm. Segway. So we partnered up with Brutalist Pilipina. So we'll be featuring uh, in the music video buildings from the 70s and the 80s. These beautiful Fun. buildings. One of which is Fun. the Manila Film Center, of course. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all these beautiful futuristic buildings. So we're going to use their archive collection. So that's going to come wow. out in, in November. And we have a vinyl pressing coming out soon for our um, album, Discotillion. It's going to come out under Backspacer Records. And uh-huh. it's now, it's being mastered by Elibuendia's Crow's Nest mastering mm-hmm. facility as of this recording. Fine. So probably January just, 2022. Gotcha. Yeah. I just have to say that Swear is one of my favorite songs. Oh, favorite, thank you so songs. much. Thank you. And you wrote it, right? No, no. Ryan Villena, our drummer. Ryan. It. Yeah. It's one of my favorite favorites. Thank you so much. I almost, I want it played at my wedding. That's how much I love it. Oh, wow. Thank you. It's our, I think it's <laughs> our top charting song on Spotify. Is yeah, it? it is. Yeah, it it's it's. Ang strange about Suerte is it gets around like two thousand hits. You know, speaking about it, scary stuff. Na parang why that song Suerte gets around two thousand five hundred listens every week, Ooh. and we traced it in our uh-huh. analytics. It comes from Pasig, and it's only one okay. listener. Okay, so that's not me. Oh, yeah. Um, so we were thinking, we, we talked… We, how do you know it's only one person? It says there, one listener played this 2,500 times in a week. And it's one location Dang. in Pasig. So we were thinking, it's probably a store. Uh-huh. Right? It's a store. Or it's one of those computer shops where <laughs> they play the music. Like one playlist. Yeah, one playlist on loop. Again. Like uh, probably a computer… Uh, what's this? A piso net shop or a Dota. <laughs> wow, meron pa ba nun? Yeah. Or ano nga, yung World of Warcraft uh, computer shops, di ba? What a lovely, cheery song yeah. to hear while you're playing such violent games. Yep. Pero yan. <laughs> That's still the greatest mystery to us na parang who listens to this song. 2,500 times a week. In Pasig. I, mean, I thought I loved this song, pero hindi pa pala. Someone oh, is nice. more intense and than me. And it's one me. listener. But thank you for the hits, whoever you are. Maybe she'll listen to it it's me. Yeah. Whoever you are, message Wincy. Yep. And message Island so Records. Where, ooh, yes. So where can they find your stuff, Wincy? Do you have a website, a Facebook page, or just, you know, generally for your stuff? Where can yes. they find more of Narda? Your book? Yeah, for my book, it's at Tales for Rainy Season on Instagram and Facebook. For Narda, it's at Narda Banda PH. Straight. N A R D A B A N D A P H on Facebook and Instagram as well. Awesome. Thank you so much again. Thanks so much. I'm so glad you were able to come on. (laughs) Had so much fun. Yay! This has been Grimcast Manila with your host, Antoinette. You can find more episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and everywhere you find your podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash grimcastmanila. Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro and is produced, recorded, and distributed by Big Baby Studios. Find out more about our other shows on Big Baby at itsabigbaby.com or facebook.com slash bigbabystudios. Catch you on the next one. 